I've been listening to this show for a number of years. Um, for me, um, I would use a couple of the songs in the score for auditions because I never thought, honestly, a man of color would play the role of Robert because always it's, you know, Clint Eastwood and then in the uh, musical has always been white men. This is Dante Murray. Dante came to Cape Cod recently to co-star as Robert Kincaid in the Falmouth Theatre Guild's production of The Bridges of Madison County. I am originally out of Indianapolis, Indiana, but I live where the job takes me. I found this audition on this cute little audition site, um, literally at the bottom of the page, which I never scroll down to the bottom of the page for auditions. And um, I saw The Bridges of Madison County, which is one of my favorite musicals of all time. Okay. And I, um, Joan had her email address there. And I immediately sent her my headshot, resume, and a vocal clip, not knowing what would happen, because at that time I was, um, it was right after the pandemic and I was just auditioning for everything and anything virtually. The Joan that Dante is talking about is Joan Mackenzie Baird, who is co-producing the show with her husband, Brett Baird, this October. This is the first time the Bridges of Madison County has ever been done professionally on Cape Cod. If you don't know the show, you might know the 1995 Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep movie, or even the original book, which came out in 1992. And if you don't know those either, here's a rundown from the show's leading lady, Jen Peralt. It is a emotional piece where love conquers all and transcends through time and space and family to just such a beautiful place that audiences today whether they're coming because they read the book or saw the movie or are just curious um, are just going to walk away in emotions that they might not have felt in a really long time. listening to the Upper Cape Catch by The Enterprise, where we bring you audio stories on the latest news from Falmouth, Mashpee, Bourne, and Sandwich. I'm Gilda Geist, and before we get deeper in today's show, I just want to take a moment to let you know that this episode does contain spoilers for The Bridges of Madison County. This musical was first on Broadway in 2014, and despite closing just three months in, the show got a chance to win Tony's for Best Original Score and Best Orchestration, as well as a bit of a cult following in the musical theater world. The Bridges of Madison County, set in Iowa in 1964, tells the story of a housewife, Francesca, who immigrated to the United States after World War II left her home country of Italy in shambles. The story takes place over the course of the four days that Francesca's husband and teenage children are out of town at a fair in Indianapolis, but she's not alone over those four days. Instead, she has a whirlwind love affair with photographer Robert Kincaid, who stops at her house to ask for directions. At the end of the four days, Francesca's faced with a choice. Stay with Robert, the love of her life, or go back to the family life she's built for herself. What I know from talking to Vulture writer Jason P. Frank, who we'll hear from a little later on in the episode, is that this show is incredibly vocally demanding for the two leads. This fact made me all the more interested to hear from them. Our arts and entertainment writer at the Enterprise, Joanne Brianna Gartner, did an interview with both leads, as well as the show's co-producer, Joan. You heard a little bit already from Dante about how he got involved with the Cape's iteration of Bridges. Here's Jen, a Thelma Theater Guild veteran who will play the role of Francesca. I had, unlike Dante, never heard of the show before. I heard of the book and the movie, um, but last spring when we were in the production of Beauty and the Beast, Joan had mentioned that she was directing it and she said, you should take a peek at the music. 
Um, and I went home and um, the first song that I listened to was a song that Francesca sings called Almost Real. And I was hooked automatically. I was just so in love with the score and the emotion of the piece. Mm. As Jen just mentioned, when it comes to the Bridges of Madison County, the musical, the biggest draw is definitely the music and the emotion it carries. Here's Jason, who covers theater, music, comedy, and more for Vulture, a pop culture criticism and entertainment news outlet owned by New York Magazine. This is a musical that understands that the form needs to follow the content in terms of their songs. And so with this like kind of classic love story of longing, what Jason Robert Brown, the composer, has done has simply written perfectly structured love songs and ballads that make you feel the yearning for what the characters are singing about. They're not necessarily innovative, uh, but what they are is incredibly well paced, which I think is a really important thing for a love song. You want to feel the build that he's bringing and you want to feel the emotions kind of ebb and flow throughout a conversation or a monologue. Dante gave one example of a song that moved him, which is Robert's final song, It All Fades Away. Here's Dante's analysis of the song, which gets at just how deep emotions run throughout the show. And then It All Fades Away, which is uh, one of the songs he sings, well, the ending song that he sings. Um, even though he ignored the things that will eventually lead to his death, mm. the one thing that kept him was the love he found in Francesca. The love he found when he drove up that driveway to see her immediately when he saw her. And everything that he had done in his life, um, good or bad, the one thing that he knew that he had done right was the four days he spent with her. And um, that just, I'm a hopeless romantic, you know, and that, that drew me personally into the story. And the music itself is just absolutely gorgeous. And um, the meaning of it, you know, people can see it as a tour de fair or... Um, or whatnot, but as we were talking last night, it was um, it was a moment in two people's lives where they loved other people, but they had never been in love. Mm. And even through having kids and family and stuff like that, they both had found their soulmate. And unfortunately, you know, the availability to be together as one was um, not realistic. They had those four days to spend with their soulmate, mm. and that was worth you know all the price of gold. It's such an emotional piece in so many aspects. And I think it really makes you think about the choices that you yourself have made in your life. And I think it's really gonna make the audience think about the choices that they've made and how that's impacted their lives, whether positively or negatively. And um, their, their love transcends time and family and kids and without giving it away I mean it's just mm. it's such a beautiful story and as Dante had mentioned you know some people focus on the the affair aspect but I mean for me it's more about the the choice that she made as a woman to keep loving this man but she chose to stay with her family and Jen is not the only one who finds the show's deep focus on Francesca's character compelling. 
what made Bridges of Madison County stand out to me as an individual piece of media was that I felt like I really got to know Francesca's struggle. And really, it is the story of Francesca. The story itself is pretty unremarkable, but it treats that moment in her life, which is probably the most important moment of her life, as monumentous. It doesn't talk down to her ever um, and, and pretend like the love that she felt in that moment is not important because it's not necessarily something that only happened to her. Because this is something that's, that she will always remember. And so it treats that as extremely important. And I think that's a valuable thing in romance media. And it kind of validates the value of the individual experience that isn't super exceptional. Someone who sees this musical and then hears her sing her song about why she made the choices that she did at the end, and it's like this beautiful aria, can say that like, oh, if someone who made safe choices, who generally did not have a life that would be treated as overly exceptional is worthy of this kind of aria, then maybe the intensity of my feelings is valid as well. If you don't know what an aria is, don't worry, I didn't either. Jason explained it for me, as well as the significance behind the music dedicating so much of its drama and emotion to a character like Francesca, a housewife and a mother who makes the safe, practical, and unexciting choice. So an aria is a solo vocal piece that is, it's typically found in opera. I don't necessarily see that being treated as something deserving of an aria in a lot of shows. Like that woman, I don't think she's necessarily given that level of drama to perform in many musicals as and in many um, things in, throughout culture. And I think that that's a really valuable thing in The Bridges of Madison County. The music in this show tells one story of womanhood so deeply and so thoroughly. Given the level of storytelling that the music in this show is doing, Joanne asked Jen and Dante how they've been getting into their roles as Francesca and Robert. As soon as I got cast... I immersed myself in the score, and Joan was kind enough to um, have facsimile of the scripts available to us um, in the summer. And so I think for both of us, just pouring over the lines and, and finding the emotional content and the deeper meaning in the songs, because there's such an intimate piece to this show, it's been really nice to have those moments where it's just Dante and I yeah. really pouring over the script and having a very frank, fluid conversation about what it means. And, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed about working with Dante is that he very easily accepts um, what I have to say and then bounces back ideas and is able to, you know, bring out the best in in me, in my character. I hope I aspire to do the same thing. No, <laughs> I, um, a little confession here. When I um, saw her audition um, on Zoom, and I can tell you that you had on a brown shawl of some sort, I, um, I heard her sing, and I, <laughs> and I, from, I was in Minneapolis, and they were here, I knew, I was like, wow, I hope I get to sing with her. Aww. So from that moment right there, and then when I walked into my callback here, and she was one of the um, auditionees here for the final callback, you know, we sang together and it was just an instant connection, um, theatrically, but spiritual for me, because I just felt comfortable with her and I'd never met her before in my life. And in, in this type of piece, you need, you have to have that because it can be easily seen if it's uncomfortable. And then also making sure that she feels comfortable with me. 
You know, I'm a gentle giant, but, you know, I'm a big guy. <laughs> you know, making sure that, you know, in this story that we're telling with the intimacy that happens to make sure that she's all the way comfortable. How tall are you? I'm 6'7". <laughs> oh, that is tall. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked a lot so far about the music in this show, but not so much about the composer. Here's Jason. Jason Robert Brown um, is great at his best at two things, and that is writing classic musical theater songs, which you can see in musicals like Parade, and then also living within characters, romantic feelings, and heartbreak, which you can see in musicals like The Last Five Years. Uh, and here he gets a chance to do the two things that he's best at, and he is just kind of popping off. I think it's safe to say that Dante would agree. As a lover of Jason Robert Brown, who is the um, composer of the show, um, he is phenomenal. Uh, last Five Years, Songs for a New World. Um, parade. Um, he writes um, beautiful love stories, and some are built in tragedy. This is one that um, it just it makes you stop and and check yourself and make sure that you um, you grab a hold of it before it's too late. Mm-hmm. You know, you go for what you want, regardless of what's in your way. Um, this is a, you know, this is a story to where she, you know, she, her, her family's gone off to a 4-H competition, you know, and this random man drives his truck down, you know, her driveway and they fall in love, you know, like, and anything could have happened. The neighbors could have seen, you know, the townspeople could have come in and, but they didn't care. They just, it, it's when your heart wants what it wants, it gets it, but you have to be willing to step out and take that chance. Jason Robert Brown is able to convey this level of passion through the show's orchestration, which combines the high drama of classical musical theater style with a more folksy Americana twist you might expect to hear in a show that takes place in Iowa. Here's Joan, the show's artistic director and co-producer. It's amazing that he could combine the two folk. And I, I when I first heard the recording, I was like, this is like opera to me. Um, and even the show flows like an opera. So uh, the folk plays in that, but the passion comes from the other music that with, with the strings that are just soaring up to the ceiling. It's pretty amazing score. His music orchestrations in this are just incredible. Soaring. Incredible. Like from every, you know, string, you know, the cello, like even from the beginning, you know, the first notes that are played, you sit there and it just melts you in your seat before she sings her first note you're sold with the opening of the music itself. The Bridges of Madison County, in that case, might be the perfect choice for the Thelma Theater Guild's first show with a live orchestra pit since before the pandemic. Including a cello, a couple violins, I think there's three, a viola, um, bass, which would be electric and string, and two guitars, percussionist, who did I forget? Oh, well, our accompanist, of course, Nancy. But it, it, as Dante was saying, it's that first note from that cello where you know you're going to see something really special. That cello, it, it was sad, mm-hmm. yearning, longing, just in that section, mm-hmm. cello all by itself. From the way Joan talks about the show, you would hardly know that the Bridges of Madison County was actually not her first choice this season. I had it on the back burner thinking I had to pick the right time, the right people, and you never know who's going to come to an audition. So it was kind of on the back burner, and when we didn't get the rights to the other show, I said, well, I guess I'm not going to do a show this season, and that would be fine. 
And Brett said, well, about, how about the show? And and then Bridges popped in my head. I said, oh, my gosh, yes. So I had to pitch it to the Guild because a lot of people have not heard it. But um, once I started sending things to the board members, they got captured by it. And you can't help but to get captured by it. It's mm. just gorgeous music. As you just heard, Joan has been waiting for the right cast to do the Bridges of Madison County. And in a show with such vocally demanding music, proper casting is key. The original Broadway production had a cast of eight. This one has a few more. Here's Joan. We have so much talent in this show. We have 11 people that I, they were just, they're, they're all perfect in, in how they were cast. And um, we're really, FTG's really excited about it. They really are. But going back to what Dante talked about at the beginning of this episode, there's something else that makes this production special. Robert Kincaid, who's usually played by a white man, will be played by Dante, a man of color. Not only does this bring something different to Robert's character, but it also means that the love that's at the center of this story is now an interracial love. Further complexity is added when you begin to think about how Italian immigrants in the U.S. were perceived by white Americans post-World War II, as well as how romantic interactions between black men and white women have historically been dangerous for black men in the U.S. Here's Dante. What really adds more to this particular story, which I'm very honored um, by Falmouth and Joan for um, taking a step out and doing a colorblind casting, if you will, um, because of where we are in the world today, it will speak now to more people. It will reach across, it will go across barriers and people of um, all cultures will be able to enjoy it and understand it because love is transcending of everyone. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have a color to it, you know, it's, and I think that this will be something that people will be shocked by, people will be inspired by, you know, they will, um, it will change a lot of people's minds, and it will open a lot of people's hearts, you know. And the show has other areas that have that potential as well. Here's Jason, talking about the Bridges of Madison County as a story of immigration. Because she's uh, Italian, it's easy to maybe not see it first through that lens. But I think in a post-World War II environment, the feeling of being an Italian immigrant was probably quite different and, and is a valuable thing for us to look at now. There is a song in the Bridges of Madison County called Almost Real that is one of the most harrowing and beautiful and difficult songs in the musical theater canon about leaving your country behind and moving to a new place. And that is an immigrant story. Whether you're a fan of the movie, a fan of love, a fan of live music, an immigrant, a mother, or a Jason Robert Brown enjoyer, this show has the potential to say something different to everyone who sees it. Full disclosure, I myself have not seen this show, though I did a ton of research for this episode to the point where it almost feels like I have... I'm excited after all these conversations to see how it turns out. Anyway, to close us out, here's Joanne asking Joan the all-important question. It, will there be a bridge in the There set? will be a bridge. And everybody has their own bridge to cross. Everyone has a bridge, or two or three. And as I said, sometimes people just burn them and don't even bother. We were saying, too, that you know everybody has sort of a, a what-if in their the what life, if. too. So that will speak yeah. to people. The what-if. The Bridges of Madison County is running from October 21st through November 6th at the Falmouth Theater Guild. Links with more info will be in the description of this episode. Our program today was voiced, written, and produced by me, Yilda Geist. Reporting by Joanne Brianna Gartner. 
For more from her interview with Jen, Dante, and Joan, look for Joanne's article in the entertainment section of the Falmouth Enterprise next Friday. Special thanks to Jason P. Frank. Links to his work at Vulture will be in the description. And of course, thank you to Dante Murray, Jen Perrault, and Jen Mackenzie Baird for letting us use their wonderful voices for radio. The Upper Cape Catch by the Enterprise comes out every Friday, just like our newspaper. Pick up your copy at our office in Falmouth or at your favorite local business. Check us out online at capenews.net. We also now have an app that is free to download on the App Store and Google Play. Thanks for listening.